You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 17th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy regular season eve, or at least magic season opener eve. The NBA regular season tips off Tuesday night. At 8 o'clock as the Boston Celtics take on the Cleveland Cavaliers over at Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland. Followed by the main event, the Houston Rockets taking on the Golden State Warriors over at Oracle Arena in Oakland. Should be a fun but late evening of basketball as the NBA season tips off on Tuesday. The Magic will be in action Wednesday against the Miami Heat over at the Amway Center. We'll have complete coverage of that game and, and of course, a preview of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, but today on today's episode of Locked On Magic, we got a few things we got to clean up. We got to talk about uh, some new players that are coming into the fold. Uh, we'll have I'll, I'll talk about Ken Birch and him making the roster. I'll talk about Aaron Gordon and the extension that wasn't, as well as Alfred Payton and the extension that wasn't. Clean up some things there. I'll talk a little bit about Jamel Artis, and then I'm going to talk about my big takeaway from the preseason and what I think is in store for the season, or at least. What I think we learned from the preseason that will help us for the regular season. Before we get into all that, of course, I do want to remind everyone that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, uh, anywhere on I, on iTunes, especially. Um, just search for Locked On, your second favorite team. Your favorite team, of course, is the Orlando Magic, and so you're listening to Locked On Magic. And you can download a great daily podcast just like this one with the same intense level of detail that covers the team day by day. Looking to get ready for tonight's games, you can follow Locked On Celtics. That's one of my favorite Locked On podcasts. Or Locked On Warriors, another solid Locked On podcast. You can also, uh, or or Locked On Cavaliers, another solid Locked On podcast that I listen to often as well. You can also follow Locked, you can also download Locked On Rockets. We had Ben DeBose, who uh, runs Locked On Rockets, on the show uh, to talk a little bit about Tracy McGrady back in the summer uh, Nero's Hall of Fame induction. He runs a great show, so definitely check him out as well as Locked On Warriors, as I said before. Looking to get a jump start on Wednesday, check out Locked On Heat. David Ramil, a good pal of the show, as well as Wes Goldberg, a UCF Knight. Uh, go Knights, charge on. Uh, they do a great job with their show every day covering the Miami Heat. So definitely check out those shows, just like this show. Same level of detail, different voices. Every like, It's really amazing to me. Like, I do a solo show, and I've talked to Wes and David, and they're amazed that I can do a solo show. Their show is great. They get a little bit more conversation. Each show is very, very different. And I think that's really what's great about the Lockdown Podcast Network is you get the same level of detail and passion and, and all that stuff that you would get that I think I bring you on Lockdown Magic, but every show is just a little bit different. So you get a different type of style to the show, and, and so definitely check out the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can also check out the Locked On NFL Podcast Network as well if you're looking for your favorite NFL team. But let's dive into the Orlando Magic today. Uh, the big news coming out of Monday, of course, was the uh, extension deadline. The uh, NBA's extension deadline came and went with uh, with the strike of 6 o'clock on Monday. Uh, players from the uh, draft class of 2014 if you did not sign an extension, you are eligible for restricted free agency this summer. And as expected, and as I previewed last week, 
the Magic did not come to an agree to an extension agreement with Aaron Gordon. This is frankly, this is very much expected. I, I I don't think that this was something that we expected. And the Magic did not also did not come to a contract agreement with Alfred Payton either. Again, both of these things I think were very very expected. Um, unfortunately, uh, the, there just didn't seem to be a deal there. And as I've said on the show before, when I've talked about the extension issue. Uh, it's not necessarily a reflection that the Magic don't want to keep Aaron Gordon. Um, I know people who, you know, maybe aren't familiar with how these negotiations work. We're saying, oh, you know, the Magic going not going not getting Gordon done. That's a slap in his face. He's going to leave us now. It's like, no, that's not the case. Gordon and Peyton will now become eligible for restricted free agency, and and certainly the Magic will put a qualifying offer out on them next summer and retain their rights. So essentially, what restricted free agency means is the player can go out into the market, get a contract, and sign an offer sheet. Once they sign that offer sheet, the Magic then would have the right to match their contract, to match that offer sheet. And so essentially the Magic will retain the right to keep them no matter what the price is. It's of course better in the long run for for player relations if you come to an agreement independently. And I, I do eventually think, depending on how the season goes of course, that's what's going to happen here. The Magic, to me, essentially said to both Alfred Payton and Aaron Gordon, uh, you know, essentially said this, we have a number in mind, but we're pretty sure you think you're worth more than that. Go out there and prove it this year. Prove you're worth a max, let's say. Prove you're worth $84 million over four years. And if you prove that, we will gladly pay it. Remember, Jeff Waltman said he wanted to take this year to evaluate the roster, to evaluate the team and figure out where they needed to short things up and, and frankly, who's who they're going to keep and who they're going to get rid of in the long run. That includes the star, the star players on this team, like Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton. And so I think it didn't make a lot of sense, even if it were Rob Hennigan, it didn't make a lot of sense to come to an extension agreement at this point. Aaron Gordon, career average of, what, 9 points per game, averaged 12 points per game last year. While he's shown a lot of really nice flashes in about a 25-game sample size, Magic don't really know what he's about. They don't really know what his ceiling is, what he can really become, and what he can do on the floor. Are you ready to pay $20 million per year for that? I love Aaron Gordon. I think he's a very good player. I think he has, I think he has a role in this league, obviously, but I think he can be a very big impact player in this league. I'm not ready to pay him $20 million per year. I want to see him play a full season, full healthy season, and make that money. I think he will make that money and more this year. I'm really high on what Aaron Gordon's going to do this year, and I was very disappointed I did not get him in my fantasy draft that I did on Sunday. Alfred Payton's very much in the same boat. Payton's had a fairly consistent career uh, scoring-wise. Assists have gone up and down. Defense has gone up and down. He's been in and out of the starting lineup. He's been both the point guard of the future and someone that seems to have a very limiting uh, you know, kind of future to him. So, the Magic then want him to go out and prove what he can do. They need to see what he can bring to the table and what he can bring to the team. And that's really what this is all about right now. For both Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton, it is about proving to this new management and to this franchise that you are worth the investment. For Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton, it's about proving to themselves that they're right, that they're worth more. 
essentially Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton, uh, more so Gordon probably than Payton, they're betting on themselves to say, oh, the Magic offered me, that for argument's sake, $15 million a year. I think I'm a $20 million a year player. I'm going to go prove it. And the Magic, I think, in this case, are happy to, to say, we will pay you if you prove you're worth this much. I don't think, if, if Gordon and Payton have good seasons, I don't think negotiations will be very difficult next summer. But right now, it just did not make sense to make that deal. It did not make sense to get a deal done. And so the Magic let the deadline pass. Both of them are still unsigned to extensions. And they will be entering restricted free agency, most likely, next summer uh, with the Orlando Magic. Probably, most likely, we'll see how trades go down as well. The other bit of roster news that we have to talk about, and before we dive into Ken Birch a little bit, is uh, the Magic actually made a signing, uh, made a signing official on Monday. The Orlando Magic have used their second two-way slot on Jamel Artis. Jamel Artis uh, played for the Pittsburgh Panthers last year. A four-year player at Pitt, his scoring improved every single year of his collegiate career. Um, he was a really solid player and actually a really impressive player at Summer League. He played for the New York Knicks in Orlando at Summer League. Average, I think it was 13 points per game, something like that, um, in Summer League. Just had a really solid showing. He's a guy that um, he averaged 18.2 points per game, 4.9 rebounds per game, 3.3 assists per game his senior year at Pitt. effective field goal percentage, including 39.2% from beyond the arc. Summer League, he averaged 8.8 points per game for the New York Knicks, shot 48.6% on the floor. Um, I I remember watching him thinking he was pretty solid. I thought that he had a good chance of making a D-League roster for sure. Uh, The Knicks seemed really high on him. They invited him to training camp, and then they just kind of suddenly cut him. They cut him after one preseason game. And so Artis was definitely a guy that was a prime candidate to be a two-way contract guy. He is a prime candidate to fit this role and this uh and this what's it called this 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 kind of idea for the two-way contract uh and so I think he's going to be a really valuable player. I think it was just a really good investment for the Magic. I mean, it's hard not to have a good investment in this because it's such a low risk deal. But Artis is a guy who can play a little bit. He's good defensively. Um I, I watched some tape on him uh just to get ready about him. Uh and to me, he's very much kind of a jack of all trades, master of none guy. And unfortunately, those guys, because they're so good at they're they're good at a lot of things, but not overly good at one thing, they tend to slip through the cracks. This is a guy who can be a little, who's a bit of a grinder, um, can score. Um, you know, I, I like him actually a lot better than the other Magic training camp guys, and so I'm glad that the Magic swept in, uh, snuck in, and got him on a two way contract. It'll be interesting to see how much he pushes for minutes. Um, if he plays a little bit with the NBA team. He'll be with the Magic, obviously, until until the G, until the G League starts, but um, his 45 days don't count. Let's, let me be clear about that, too. Uh, the, you get 45 days with the NBA roster. That does not start counting until the G League season begins. The G League season does not begin until November. So Jamel Artis and Adrian Payne will be with the Magic uh, for at least the next two, three weeks. That does not count against their 45 days with the team. So... Jamel Artis will get to have a few practices with the Magic. He'll be on the roster. Um, he'll be available if the Magic need him. It's going to be interesting to see how the Magic balance that with Wessa Wundu, another guy that they want to develop. Who's uh, it, Jamel Artis is... If you combine Jamel Artis and Wessa Wundu into one player, they'd be one pretty good player. Uh, Artis is more of an offensive-minded guy who plays good defense. 
One dude's a defensive-minded guy who, who probably has a little bit of ways to go offensively. But both certainly can play a little bit, and I think both will will find some time on the floor, certainly with the G League, um, if not in the NBA proper. So, interesting signing. I really like this signing. I really like um, what the Magic are doing here. Um, I, I think that this was a good pickup for them overall. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. And of course, Saturday also brought the final uh, kind of big roster move for the Magic. Or Orlando, or Friday night did at least after the final preseason game, the Orlando Magic announced that they had cut Damian Rudej, meaning that Kem Birch made the Orlando Magic roster. And this was a long time coming for Kem Birch. Um, if you remember back in July we, when we first talked to him, he, he, he kind of had a cup of coffee with the NBA Went to training camp with the Miami Heat after after he was done at UNLV. Played for the Sioux Falls Sky Force for a couple years. Killed it there, but just couldn't find an NBA job. And then he eventually went over to Turkey to play uh, in Turkey. Played for Olympiacos and played really well in Euro League. Solid rebounder, solid defender, but he wanted to be in the NBA. And when the Magic offered him a chance, even though it was he was making significantly less money, I mean, I, he took a, he's taking a huge pay cut to be on the Magic. Even though he was taking less money, the opportunity to be in the NBA was too much for him to pass up. And as he got the phone call saying he had made the roster, telling him he had made the roster, it was an emotional moment for him. I mean, I almost tear it up a little bit, almost cry. Uh, but I just called my mom, my parents, and my mom immediately, called my agent, called my best friends, and, you know, we talked about the whole situation. There was no doubt after watching preseason that Kem Birch has a place somewhere on this Magic roster, at least within the confines of the Magic roster in training camp. He had a place. The guy was just instant energy. He mixed things up. He made things happen on the defensive end. Uh, Frank Vogel praised his defense and said that's the reason he's here. He said that Birch is really good, has a great understanding of the Magic's defensive principles and what they want a player in his spot and his role to do. And he's very effective at the verticality thing that Frank Vogel is known for. He didn't say verticality, but he said he's very good at creating contact without fouling. That's some veteran stuff. And you can tell he's not your typical rookie. He's technically a rookie. The the team made him sing happy birthday, made him sing at the open practice. But he is not your typical rookie. This is a guy that's that's been through some professional battles before and has played at a very high level. He's got a great instinct to block shots. He's got great instincts defensively. But even though Birch had made the roster, even though Birch had accomplished this goal, and as he said, he was emotional about it. It was a big deal to him. He said he knows the work's not done for him. Birch said he was not happy with the way he played offensively and certainly... When you watch his offense, it's not pretty. You don't want him touching the ball very much. The comparisons to Bismack Biombo 
are valid and fair. Because Birch, Birch doesn't have much of a jumper, doesn't have much of an offensive game, not even much of a post-up game. He missed a lot of dunks in the preseason. But again, the role he's playing, he's essentially the third or maybe even fourth center on the roster. His role when he plays is to bring energy and defense. And certainly, he seems very capable of doing that. It's always great when these guys make the roster. I mean, we, we're not going to probably talk a lot about Ken Birch. But Birch seems willing, ready, and able to do whatever the team needs and whatever he needs to do to make himself ready. Birch will spend time in the G League. There is no doubt about it. He's going to play games for the Lakeland Magic this year. And he's going to put up good numbers there too. Trust me. Guy is too good. You give him minutes, he will make things happen. How much of an impact he makes for this Magic roster is certainly tough to see. And and I thought it was very strange when the Magic signed Birch, but also signed Marie Spates. Because the Magic have a glut at center. Vucevic, Biombo, Spates, and Birch. And Birch will have his moments for sure. Because it's a long season. But the Magic certainly... The Magic certainly have a lot of work that they have to do. And Birch is willing to put in his share of that work. So great to see Ken Birch on this roster. I think he is a great fit for this team. I think he is a fun player. Magic fans already love him. So, you know, Kem Kong is here. And he's here to stay at least for a little while. As we transition now from the preseason to the regular season, what is the big thing we've learned about this team? You know, I, I, I'm sure I've said this, and I'm sure I've talked a lot about this, but I want to kind of tie it all together before we really start focusing on the regular season proper. And how the regular season will play out. The Orlando Magic this season, to many people, our team kind of lost in the wilderness. They are a team that can't really figure itself out. They you know, just the, the people don't know how to define them or what they are about. They remember last year and how bad last year was, and last year was bad. They remember that and think to themselves, yes, that is what the magic are. For better or for worse. That is who they are. And nothing changed from last year. That's, of course, a surface-level thing. Because in the preseason, you know, as you watch those six games, and I watched all six games, 
So you watch those six games, something did feel different. It wasn't just Aaron Gordon looking like a really good basketball player or, or, or you know, Jonathan Simmons making his presence felt or Ken Birch or, or whatever. There was this overarching sense of who this team was. There was almost certainly a feeling of the magic are forming themselves around some type of idea. This Magic team isn't a team that doesn't know what it wants to do or who it is as a basketball team. If I could take away one thing from the preseason that I think will stick, that I think is very clear and evident... It is that we did, in fact, see that continuation. We did, in fact, see the magic build off of what they did to end last season. And that as much as, well, Jeff Waltman hates the word culture, but I'm sure this word falls into that category. This Magic team began forming an identity this preseason. One that I think will last and carry it through. One that I think will catch teams by surprise and be something that the Magic can lean on and stick to and believe in. I think that the Magic figured themselves out a lot in this preseason. Not all the way, of course, but a lot. So remember where we left off. The Magic left off last season believing they had formed something. That they had grown into this style of play that they just absolutely adored. They had, they would tell anyone who would listen at the end of last season that they had found something. They had discovered something about themselves. And that they'd ended the season on a positive note. Forget the record, forget some of the stats. The Magic believed that their fast breaking style to end last season, and several players just playing significantly better, and the starting lineup especially playing very well together. They believed that they had discovered something that works. And then it was up to Frank Vogel and the coaching staff to build an offense and build a defense that would fit into this style. And because Vogel hadn't really done any of this before, perhaps, because Vogel hadn't really done a style like this before? Yeah, yeah. There were legitimate questions whether he could make it work, and maybe those still exist. But when you, but when you watch the preseason, you saw the Magic commit to this style, to getting the ball up the floor quickly, to getting out in transition, even off of makes, to pushing the pace, 
keeping the ball moving. Very rarely did you see the ball get stuck or someone try and go one-on-one too much. The Magic found a lot of success with their offense. I would say their offense right now is be- is more is better than their defense and further along than their defense. Their defense is going to be an important part of this equation, of course. Starting forcing turnovers, getting getting misses is the way to get out and transition more to become even more deadlier. But overall, you had to think coming out of these games that the Magic clearly looked like a looked like a team that knew what it was doing. That had bought in very much to the way that they want to play. That's identity. It's knowing when when things are rough, when things are difficult, you have a style you can lean on. That you can go back to again and again and again to to create something good. It doesn't have to be points. It, It just has to be a little bit of momentum. A little bit of spark. Alfred Payton looks at home in this offense. I've never seen Alfred Payton play this free. And it's preseason, so maybe that's a little bit of it. But Payton has complete control over this team. And it's really fun to watch. It takes advantage of the athletes this team has. And yeah, this team's still going to struggle a little bit in the half court. But like so many players said, they don't want to have to call a play at all this season. They want to flow into their offense. They want to push push the pace and catch the defense napping a little bit. Find a mismatch. And then use their athleticism to create points with the space that they create from the sets that they run, from the secondary break sets that they run. I was incredibly encouraged by the way the Magic played this preseason because of all of this. Because I do feel the Magic have a belief system and a set system that they're going to run and that they're going to pursue and push for throughout this season. It is the eve of the NBA regular season for the Orlando Magic. And there is absolutely reason to be optimistic. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Like I said, this is the last episode before the regular season begins. So be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll all preview the first regular season game for the Orlando Magic against the Miami Heat. Should be a good one down at the Amway Center. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can, f- you can subscribe to the podcast if you have not already on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places that you can download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out orlandomagicdaily.com as well as follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.